In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You say the Lord's way is not fair. It sounds like we're still complaining about last week's gospel reading. The different vineyard workers are going out in the morning, midday, and the evening, but then still they are paid the same wage. But actually, today, these readings, the first reading and the gospel reading, aren't so much about the equity or generosity of the landowner. Rather, it's about the, the work of the worker and what matters in the end analysis. Ezekiel goes on to explain, when someone virtuous dies, or when someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if he turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed. Realize when we're reading from the Old Testament, we're reading within the context of a world in which salvation is not a possibility. Going to heaven is not something that human beings can do. And so the Lord's reward for righteousness happens in this life, in the Old Testament. To correlate it to our way of thinking, it would be the person who says, I've done so many good things in my life. I went to church for so many years. I was faithful to my spouse. And now in the, in the last few months of my life or in the last few years of my life, I, you know, I, I stopped praying. I stopped going to church. I mean, didn't I do enough? Or the common precursor to, uh, to, uh, to a confession in the nursing home. When I offer the invitation to go to confession, so, so often does someone say, Father, look at me, what can I do? All of which forgets the most important question of all. Who are you? Not what have you done, not what did you do yesterday, not what did you do earlier in your life, or what have you accomplished, but who are we? Who are we? The Lord says, it doesn't matter if you even cast out demons. If you have not love, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even matter what we are doing right now if it's not done with faith and love. Because we're not, <clears throat> we're not merely a body that does things. We are body and soul. We are someone. Yesterday, gloriously in Spain, Blessed Alvaro de Portillo was beatified, the second prelate of the, of the prelature of Opus Dei. And we shouldn't think of being beatified as uh, a lifetime achievement award, as though, oh, he did some pretty good things. He didn't embarrass the church. Let's, you know, let's, let's make him blessed. 
perhaps being declared venerable, uh, an argument could be made that that's what being a venerable is. Who knows? Or servant of God. Regardless. And I have some much beloved servants of God uh, whom I think are in heaven and to whom I turn my prayers at times. No, rather, if someone's beatified, it means that they not only continued their life well and lived their life well in an exemplary way, but they continue to do good from heaven by interceding for us. Last June, Pope Francis approved the miracle that paved the way for Blessed Alvaro to be beatified yesterday in Spain. When someone not only uh, inspires us, is our favorite person, but actually continues to be someone who can be the means of God's grace, even from heaven, that's when the church would decide to beatify that person or canonize that person. It's not as though the church makes a, as comprehensive a list as, po- as possible of all the people whom we know are in heaven and then we'll canonize them. There are many, many people whom we know are in heaven or whom we can have confidence are in heaven, but the church won't necessarily canonize them. And it's not simply a matter of a procedure, but it's a question of who we as as believers, who are the ones whom we should clamor to have canonized? The ones who not only finished the race well, but continue to be the effective means of, of God's power in the world. And so now back to us. Our Lord tells this parable. Two sons. One son went out and said, I am not going to work in the vineyard today, but then changed his mind and then went out. The other one said, Yes, sir, I will do your will, but then didn't didn't go out and work in the vineyard. Our Lord is saying this, remember, after Palm Sunday, after his glorious entry into Jerusalem during the last week of his earthly life. He's just been surrounded by people who are praising him, Hosanna, and putting down branches in his honor in which to walk so his entry is glorious. And he knows that so many of these people, in just a matter of hours, basically, are going to be crying out, crucify him. St. Jerome and other fathers of the church in commenting on this gospel will frequently turn our attention to how our Lord is speaking of the Gentiles as the first brother who says he won't serve but then has a change of mind. And the Jews as the other brother who says he will serve but then doesn't. They also say that this is an appropriate um, parable to speak of priests versus people. The priests who pay lip service to God and then don't do anything. And then as opposed to the people who just simply do the will of the Lord. It's not a contrast of, of faith versus works. It's a contrast of paying lip service 
and actually being faithful. And it follows immediately upon our Lord challenging the Pharisees about the baptism of John. And so our Lord is actually focusing on repentance. It doesn't matter how much of a sinner you were. If you repent and remain in me, persevere in faith and love me, you will be with me forever in heaven. He'll play this out on the cross a few days later to the good thief. Amen, amen, I tell you. Today you will be with me in paradise. It matters not what you've done. You've repented of that. That's over. What matters is who you are. Who we are is borne out by our actions. And it helps us to, to, to be encouraged no matter what we can do or can't do. No matter how capable we are or how limited we feel we are in, in body or mind. What pleases God is love. And love that's a love that is manifested and works. Even if we feel like we're not able to do what we used to be able to do. Even if our even if our work is prayer because we're we're trapped in a bed. It's as glorious as anything we could have done with a healthy body. And so we turn to the Lord crucified on wood who completed the first mass, a dying man, unable to move, able to speak, able to pray for us and intercede for us and offer up himself as a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And so we beg of him the grace to persevere in repentance and to remain faithful and to always be fruitful. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.